everybody. Welcome to another episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I am your host, Brian Wilder, and we have Kelsey Shalou in the building as usual. How you doing, Kelsey? Hey, I'm good. Happy Friday, everyone. Woo, Friday. Um, we have uh, some special guests. Uh, if you uh, don't know by now, this is the copywriter episode, so naturally I had to bring in uh, a, I guess it's like a couple, almost generations of copywriters, more or less. But we're practically Levels, yeah. levels different levels. Different but, levels. Know, different levels. Um, <laughs> Um, but yeah, we have uh, Lauren Solis and uh, Mary Velasquez in. How are you guys doing? Hi, I'm good. Pretty good. Pretty good. Excited awesome. to be here. I didn't know that's how you say your last name, by the Solis. way. Solis. Oh, okay. Yes. <laughs> you got to put a little flavor into it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm working on it. I'm working on it. Um, and so yeah, like I said before, we're going to, this, this episode is pretty much going to talk about all things copy. Uh, what's it like to be a copywriter? Um, I really want to kind of get into like how you guys got into it, like what was your motivation, and so that's that's definitely going to be a topic of discussion. Um, yeah, you guys ready? Ready. Awesome, Let's do awesome. it. Awesome. So I kind of just like I said, I want to kind of start by really going around the room and discussing what kind of like your journey, uh, so to speak, like what kind of got you guys into copywriting. Um, I mean, for me, it's kind of it's kind of a funny story. It's pretty much a twist of fate, uh, thanks to the wonderful, wonderfully organized uh, transcript process for higher education institutions. <laughs> um, I transferred schools, and none of my credits went through. Oh wow! Um, I mean, they were gonna go through eventually, but by the time I needed to register for my classes, none of my credits were there, so I couldn't right. register for any of the classes that my major actually called for. So I was like, okay, intro to advertising, intro to PR, mm -hmm. all right, I'll try this, I'll try that, right. kind of thing. And then from there, um, I really liked advertising, and then I took a copywriting class, and the rest was history, <laughs> pretty much. Um, it kind of showed me that there was uh, a very creative path that I could take with right. um, advertising and copywriting. So I was like, yes, sign me up. I want to do that. And yeah, that's what got me where I am today. <laughs> awesome. And you've been a copywriter for how long? Um, four and a half years. Okay. Four and a half. Something along those lines. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. What about you, Mary? Well, my journey is, is a little bit long. Um, I actually started off as a business admin major in college, and I took accounting and absolutely hated it. And I okay. was like, I need to get out of this major right now. Right. So I switched over to PR, and for the PR major, I needed way more words um, in order to graduate with that. So mm -hmm. I took an English lit class, and in that class, I was like, holy crap, I really like writing. Like, I forgot <laughs> like, how much I like writing. Why? Like, yeah. Why am I a business major? Um, so I graduated with PR, but after I graduated, I moved to Spain right away oh. um, and started teaching English there mm -hmm. because the easiest way to live there was to teach English. And so that's what I did. And then when I came back to the U.S., I just continued teaching just because that's what I had done and I didn't know what else to do. And then eventually I was like, I really can't further a career in teaching. Like, there's really no way to rise in it. Mm -hmm. um, so I was like, I want to go back to writing eventually. And I just decided that I wanted to do copywriting. So I started freelancing. And Evoke eventually hired me full-time to freelance. And I did that for a couple of months and then got brought on here um, permanently. And that's where I am now. Sorry, I was taking notes, but yeah, that's 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 great. Because I'm always curious as to what. So when you first, when you guys first got into copywriting, like what did you initially think copywriting was? 
um, laws about mm-hmm. things you can say and not say. Right. That's literally what I thought when I started taking the class, mm-hmm. the copywriting class at UCF or whatever. I was like, are they going to teach me about like trademarks and right. which is what everyone thinks whenever I say I'm a copywriter. They're like, oh, so you like work with trademarks and <laughs> yeah, that's that's exciting. And they like pretend to know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, I literally thought that's what it was, and mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I guess copy is the stuff that goes with the pictures. Mm-hmm. Who knew? So, yeah. Normally, I don't say I'm a copywriter because everyone assumes that I'm talking about copyright laws. And I just say I'm a writer for an advertising (laughs) agency just so there's no confusion. Yeah. I'll I'll be like, I work in advertising, (laughs) you know. Makes sense. Yeah, because there's a lot of, I hear a lot of people kind of refer to the profession in different ways. It's like a writer, content writer, Mm -hmm. SEO writer, copywriter, digital copywriter. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I think it can go a lot of different a lot of different ways and we're going to we're going to talk about that a little later in the uh, the show. I kind of wanted to switch gears and kind of really talk about inspiration. Like where do you guys kind of derive your inspiration from? Cuz I know I've I've talked about my experiences as a, as a copywriter on this show before, so I I I'm I'm going to refrain from from saying too much cuz you've already most of you listeners have already heard it before. Um but like writer's block is one big thing that kind of hits everybody regardless of what discipline you are within writing so do you kind of have any tips or tricks as far as like getting around writer's block for for maybe some more novice writers out there that might be listening yeah i mean for me something i all i pretty much do every time i start anything because it's staring at a blank page is so uh it's just don't exactly it's daunting and it's is just the scariest thing ever. Right. So I typically start everything in the middle. Mm-hmm. Like I just start throwing down words on the page and I don't like I don't start anything at the beginning. I don't start anything with my first opening sentence or anything like that. I just start somewhere in the middle and then I kind of find my way and once I I'm kind of in the groove and I'm mm-hmm. saying what I'm what I'm trying to say, then I might go back and try to come up with an introduction, come up with a conclusion, kind of, you know, tie it all back together but right. I, yeah starting something cold like that mm-hmm. is just terrifying and <laughs> <laughs> so yeah definitely start in the middle that's like the number one tip that i can give anyone that's just starting out okay. pretty much okay i know many writers struggle with writer's block um i i really don't like i'm <laughs> I, I know that, i'm not i'm not trying to say like i'm really great i know what i'm doing but i just Because one tip that a professor gave me in, like, one of my very basic writing classes was if you don't know where to start, just start typing Mm -hmm. and go from there. Because normally you do have a starting point in your head Mm -hmm. and you just can't get it out. And if you just start typing, then it will come out. Yeah. And sometimes if I do that, it's a little bit uninspired. Mm -hmm. It's not what I want it to be. And if I can't get it where I want it to be, then I start thinking, like, not for a blog, but maybe for a headline or a subheadline or something. I choose a word. I'm like, okay, what rhymes with that word? What are some puns for that word? Um, what what are some like opposites of the word that would flow nicely with that for some juxtaposition? Mm-hmm. And it, even if I can't think of that, then I just go to Google. For example, if I was writing an email for a client. We have ProPet, so it was about dogs, and I Googled um, funny puns about dogs. <laughs> <laughs> and Google has everything. You can find a lot on there if you can't think of anything. Or um, just... Idioms are also a good idioms one. Idioms, too, Look up yeah. for idioms and see if you can change out a word and make mm-hmm. it match. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I did yesterday, too. So. Okay. 
I always turn to Google if I'm stuck. <laughs> yeah. Okay. And Kelsey, you you you're obviously you're not a traditional copywriter, but I would argue that you probably write more copy than most people mm-hmm. uh, when it comes to being a social media coordinator. Like, do you have any keys to inspiration when you when you feel like you're getting stuck? Yeah. Um, I'll actually start off by saying I don't think anyone at Evoke, I haven't revealed this before, but when I first was introduced to Evoke mm-hmm. through Sam, through UCF, um, Intern Pursuit, and she called me back, I was damn certain that I was going to get called back for an interview for a copywriting really? internship. Okay. Okay. Social media was not on the on the scope. Right. And I was so like, what? <laughs> Social media? Are you sure not? You didn't mean copywriting? Right. And it's been fantastic, but um, I just think that's appropriate yeah, yeah. considering the episode. Absolutely. Um, something that I like to do in social is creating posts. Everything that you guys said, I'd agree to start with some keywords and posting stuff. But if I'm pulling, um, you know, curating social tweets for a blog or for a launching of a new event, I'll go to the materials that already exist for the blog post or the mm-hmm. event and kind of find the sentences that just kind of like, ooh, <laughs> yeah. ooh I like that one. Uh, and <laughs> just copy and paste it. Wait, what do you do when you see ooh. one? Okay, okay. <laughs> With a little like shoulder head dance. Um, and I'll just copy and paste it into Hey Org or wherever I'm publishing and I'll just work, work with that. And um, I do a lot of copy paste, tons of copy and paste just to get everything looking nice. Something too in social that um, I find is that may be less um, of an issue or a concern in copywriting is how many lines it's gonna fit. Cause in social sometimes right. they won't show. So I really spend a lot of time like trying to shorten stuff or make things maybe longer to keep it like two consistent lines. But um, yeah, a, a lot of copying and pasting depending on where I want things to be mm-hmm. situated. Just kind of shifting things in around. The post. Yeah. Yeah, and you have like character limits too that you have to be mindful of on certain mediums too. That's so true. That's there, true. And there's I also a challenge. Use like emojis and stuff that I don't know if you guys get to use as much, but sometimes we I try. Can, I can play. <laughs> I get a flirt with emojis. Okay. Um. So kind of going back to that that idea of inspiration, are there any kind of it's weird because, like, are there any kind of other copywriters that you guys follow or either past or present that you guys follow that you, you consider inspiring that you – and even if it doesn't even have to be copywriters, just anybody who inspires you when it comes to your profession? I feel like I follow campaigns more than specific copywriters. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, obviously we all – like to browse ad week and ad age and all right, that right. kind of stuff and see what's the latest and greatest. Um, I'm so, I, I love that uh, Spotify campaign that they've yeah. got going on right now. I mean, Spotify I think that's just awesome. brilliant. The user habits and they just highlight like, to the guy who played Doug Sorry 42 times in one day, <laughs> like, what did what you did do? You do? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's brilliant. Mm-hmm. And I actually, um, I looked it up to see who, who was the copywriter behind that. It didn't say, so I don't. If if it's you, let us know. Yeah, I'm, if I've had <laughs> How'd you come up with that one? <laughs> definitely in house, but I would. Yeah, I, wouldn't I mean, who. maybe it was a, a creative director slash copywriter, and they didn't list him or her as right. a copywriter. But yeah, so I'd say probably I follow campaigns more than specific copywriters. Okay. I think I don't. I mean, I think it's maybe it's a little different with copywriters. Our portfolios are not as. We don't put our portfolios out there as much, mm-hmm. I don't think. Mm-hmm. As w- w- if you're like an art director or something like that, you're like sharing stuff constantly, whether it's on your Instagram or your Facebook or whatever. I feel like you're more apt to do that from a design standpoint, where mm-hmm. 
I don't know, maybe I'm a bad copywriter. People like pictures more than they like words. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I mean, I I find myself not really sharing that much work Mm -hmm. on my personal profile, so maybe that's why I don't follow specific copywriters as much as like I might follow an agency or a specific brand whose copywriting I love. Um, So that might be a little. And you think that's the same for you, Mary? Um. I, I also don't follow any copywriters at okay. all. I do more so follow campaigns. Not even follow them. It's just that if I see a campaign, I'm like, ooh, wow. And I like to see how really it evolves, cool. too. Yeah. Right. You know? Like, for example, right now, um, I'm a sucker for any Starbucks campaign. I love all of them. I follow their Instagram. I read their post. I'm... I just love them. And right now, I think their blonde espresso campaign, I think that's really cool. Mm -hmm. I think it's really bold how they completely just stripped their menus. They don't have their menus anymore. And it just says blonde espresso, and it has the blonde espresso menu. And Mm -hmm. I'm here's what you're getting. Yeah. And I love how it's yellow and bright with the black font. And even their landing page for it, I don't know if you've seen it, but it's really, really cool. All of it, the copy and the way that it flows, it's... And yeah, the blonde so. espresso is amazing too. So <laughs> Let's not I just, forget the font is actually pretty spot on. Yeah. Brian, do you follow any notable copywriters or people that give you inspiration? Because oh man, I guess I'm the weird one in the room because I totally follow. I know. A bunch I, of I figured he wrote this question, so he totally has a list of people that he follows. So I mean, it's it not out. it's not like an exhaustive list, but um, Gary Cruz, who works at a huge, he's a senior copywriter, huge in DC. Um, a lot of his work is super funny, super just punchy kind of stuff. So I've been following him for a couple of years. Um, and I mean, it's cliche, but David Ogilvy mm-hmm. is probably one of the best writers in modern advertising. Um, I've always been a fan of, of his, not even his, not even his like campaign work, his, his client work, but like a, I, there's a couple of books that I, that I have that kind of dive into like his memos, like mm-hmm. a lot of his office memos and stuff awesome. were super spot on. <laughs> like, awesome. I'm like, that guy knows how to write a letter you're, to his staff. And Brian, like, you're the Ogilvy of uh, gifts on staff <laughs> yeah. emails. <laughs> that's your version that's of my, that. That's my crowning achievement. Have I put that on my tombstone. seen the, um, there was Nef- there was a Stranger Things bar that was operating in, I think, Chicago. And Netflix right. wrote um, the owners of a bar, like a cease and desist letter. And that letter, mm-hmm. I'm assuming, is kind of similar to what you're talking about, like internal memos, was like, hey, you're doing something that is illegal and that you can't be doing, but was portrayed in such an awesome way and written in such a funny voice. So yeah. you, you said a funny that? voice? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, it's definitely on brand with like Netflix. It's kind yeah. of like tongue in cheek. Um, it's super, kind of super media. cool mm-hmm. to yeah. keep like the brand of Netflix, but also say like, hey, yeah. what and you're I think doing needs to stop. Yeah, I think it's a good testament to like, copy is everything. And I right. think people, people, think, people think, oh, copy's a headline or... Yeah. A subject line for an email or something like that but mm-hmm. no it's everything you can you you have to embody that message yeah. from every angle that you're you're putting out there you know whether it's even if it's internal communications like you that's your brand that's your voice and mm-hmm. you have to uphold it you know yeah yeah absolutely um so to, so to kind of round out this topic are are there any kind of examples that you guys have seen recently i know you mentioned spotify and and, and starbucks but kind of flipping it the other side of this any kind of copy examples that you've seen recently that were just like yikes like what's going on oh man i mean i think there are a lot of bad advertisements out Mm -hmm. there 
And I think it's to a point where there's so much sometimes that I don't even remember the bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, especially with billboards. Right. Billboards are yeah. most of the time just awful. When you see, like, a paragraph on a billboard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or sometimes I'm driving and I'm like, I don't even know what that says. There's so much on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of times, too, I know I'm a grammar Nazi and... There's a lot of bad grammar out there, too. And I know this isn't advertising, but on Snapchat, I don't know if any of you guys have noticed, within their stories, there's always so many grammatical errors and typos. Huh. From Team Snapchat? From Not from Team Snapchat, but just, just from whatever oh, stories okay. they any post any kind of branded, branded stories? Yeah. Huh. And I've considered messaging them before to tell them, <laughs> but I just have never gotten around to doing Definition. it. Well, FYI, none of our clients are experiencing that issue, so um, <laughs> please do not write us. Um, but yeah, that's, that's that's awesome. I think I think the only thing that I can think of in recent memory that, and we we've talked about it on a past episode. Um, well, God, I think it was Nivea, uh, the beauty brand Nivea. Mm-hmm. They they did a social media campaign where the slogan was um, "White is purity." Oh God! Ooh, <laughs> I think I heard about you remember, that. Do you remember hearing about this? Yeah. Yeah, I think it was it was sometime like mid twenty seventeen. I it was just it was a small like three or four week social media campaign, and that was just like the stark slogan mm. that was that was um that was run, and I was just like, oh man, especially when you have so much writing on the copy itself, like. I used to work at a newspaper, and so the first thing we would look at were the headlines. Like, make sure those headlines are good to go. Then you look at the subheads and then mm-hmm. the body copy. Because um, if you you push stuff out like that, and, and so much is writing on just that one header, and it just misses the mark, like, that's just going to be like emblazoned in everyone's mind from, mm-hmm. from that point on. Um, so, yeah, that's that's one where I was just like, man, you should have took that back to the drawing board. I'm not sure what you guys were, 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 were thinking there. Um but yes, like you said, there's a lot of bad ads out there. We can we can do a whole episode. <laughs> we, we basically did a whole episode on like really crappy ads. Um, but we'll probably revisit that in the future because it never ends. Um, so yeah, moving on to our, our, our last topic. It's really kind of putting an eye towards the future of copywriting. Um, you hear a lot about automation, AI, things that, and machine learning that are going to possibly come in and put people like us including like in social media and in copywriting out of a job um so i kind of wanted to pick y'all's brains about like what you think the future of copywriting and, and being a copywriter holds yeah i don't know if we're gonna get <laughs> replaced necessarily I, mm-hmm. I definitely see what you mean and i i mean not only that but <clears throat> there's a whole there's a sentiment that anyone can be a copywriter right. a lot of people have that feeling and Mm -hmm. I mean not to not to knock anyone down but Mm -hmm. no (laughs) not anyone can be a copywriter exactly um so I think that kind of gives us a little bit of job security okay at least a little bit Mm -hmm. I mean I'm sure eventually we're all all our jobs are gonna be outsourced to the moon or whatever (laughs) so you know we're no one's safe from that aspect but um I think we all have a, a specific skill set that not everyone can tap into. Right. Um, so I think that will work to our advantage. But as far as the future of copywriting, I definitely see it becoming a more well-rounded profession where where you're not necessarily just working on copy or just working on social or just working on blogs gotcha. or, or one way or the other. Like you might be involved in more aspects of things, um, you know, from from 
even if you're not actively designing something, you might be art directing, mm-hmm. you might be directing a photo shoot, you might be doing this and that. That's not just copywriting. You might be more involved in the whole ideation process and concepting. And uh, I think that's a skill. Those are skills that any copywriter should definitely work on honing and um, refining because you got you got one skill down. You, you got to keep working on right. all the other ones so you can be a better you know, you can advance in your profession. Mm-hmm. What about you, Mary? Yeah, I definitely don't think we'll be replaced, like how they're talking about robots will replace packaging and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, because you need the human aspect in writing, you need the feelings in it. And a computer can't do that. I do think some forms of writing, like long form writing, including blogs, I think will eventually get phased out just because everyone is going more and more towards pictures and videos and And um, podcasts yes (laughs) and even the founder of pinterest said i don't remember what he said exactly but something along the lines of um social media will turn into pictures rather Mm -hmm. than words and i don't think that means there won't be any copywriters left i think that we'll just have to shift gears like lauren is saying because we'll still have to write copy for scripts if there's a video, but we'll also need to go into more of like the art aspect of it to kind of expand our skill mm-hmm. set. So I think we won't be phased out or anything. I think the role will just change. Right. And I think we kind of have, I mean, as copywriters, I think we have a slight advantage in that we're able to move, you know, from one, from one, um, Thing to the other a little easier like I think it'd be easier to move from copy to more of a you know complete art art uh, creative director mm-hmm. position kind of vibe than the other way around like moving from an art director to copywriter I think it might be a harder transition to make right and know. could you guys kind of speak on that because that, that's that's one of the, the the topics I wanted to cover just like the idea of moving like being fluid and not feeling like you're just trapped in this idea of like a traditional copywriter like so like what are some other examples of, of what people can kind of transition into away from that traditional copywriting role yeah I mean like we were talking about earlier I definitely think y- you know, pick up other skills. I mean, mm-hmm. don't just worry about your copy. I mean, learn how to use the Adobe suite, you mm-hmm. know, um, and and other uh, other things too. Like, you, you know, sometimes we got so worked up on traditional mediums and headlines and billboards and things like that, but we stop kind of training ourselves on other mediums like digital and really mastering SEO and right. all that kind of stuff. And even social, like just because you're, we work downstairs in creative doesn't mean that we can't contribute to social up here. Um, just, yeah, just touch everything you can, basically. <laughs> Professionally. <laughs> <Literally>. <laughs> well, <laughs> just get your fingers everywhere, you know, get your hands on everything, um, everything you can. I mean, if there's an opportunity out there, if you're a young copywriter out there, <laughs> Telling, just, just I'm FYI, she just started looking like listlessly like, out of the <laughs> out of the window when she said that just now. So. Quiet music fades in. So yeah, there's a gust just, of wind that blew her hair back and everything. Um, yeah, just do as much as you can. If you have a photo shoot coming up, ask if you can go. If you, um, if there are training opportunities at the agency that you work at, take them. You right. know, not not necessarily just going to a copywriters conference, but you can go to a social media conference like these guys did. Um, 
anything, you know, get a lynda.com subscription mm-hmm. and learn how to use the programs right. and all that kind of stuff. Just, you know, the more you learn, that's that's never going to work to your detriment. That's only going to help you. So, right. yeah. And I think you can always start with something that relates to your work. Like Lauren and I were talking about the other day, for some of the blogs we write, our art directors have to create infographics for them. Mm-hmm. And it would make total sense for us to just create the infographics since we're the ones who wrote the blog. We know what's the in the blog. With the, the, yeah, and the we know what would make more sense for the infographic rather than going in and reading it for the first time and just kind of pulling headers or bits and pieces of words from it and creating it. Right. That's a really good first step that you can take in expanding your skill set and learning InDesign or any of the other Adobe products. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think Lauren made a cool po- or excuse me, Mary made a cool point too about if there is this pivot to video how copywriters would still have to write scripts for the right, video. Right, right. And as we see like I mean we were just talking about Netflix, we see more and more original series coming from, you know, these streaming sites and services, but copywriters I feel is is definitely a different role doing, you know, screenwriting, but if you are a strong enough writer able to tell a story than, you know, being able to transition into maybe more of a screenplay or screenwriting um, kind of role. I think, as you mentioned that, that's the first thing that came to my mind. Right. I mean, if you've ever done a storyboard and written a script, you're already halfway there. So, I mean, just one of the the many examples of how you don't feel, you shouldn't feel that you're you're locked into one particular position for the rest of your life because... My God, who needs that? Yeah. (laughs) Nope. (laughs) Always be agile. Um, Okay, well, that wraps up this episode. Um, I want to thank Lauren and Mary for coming in and and, and take some time to to hang out and talk copy with us. Appreciate it, ladies. Yeah, of course. No problem. Anytime. (laughs) And as always, um, if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, be sure to send them to Provoke. Our inbox is super lonely this week. That is P-R-O-V-O-K at evokead.com. And uh, be sure to follow us on all of our uh, social media accounts to kind of keep up with all of our contributions to the advertising world. Um, So as far as a quote is concerned today, since I did write the show notes, of course, it's going to be a David Ogilvie quote. Um, It's probably one of my favorite quotes. And he said, the consumer isn't a moron. She is your wife. You insult her intelligence if you assume that a mere slogan and a few vapid adjectives will persuade her to buy anything. Y'all take care.